this week we happen to have Chris Parsons. Chris Parsons. And Chris, what do you do? So I work for IBM Systems in the UK. I work as a machine learning engineer. So basically my role is to go out and work with um, customers trying to build their own AI to use machine learning and uh, get the most of IBM's hardware. Fantastic. So obviously back in the day we had relatively um, antiquated uh, transformation processes where we would take you know, lots of numbers and summarise them or we would run very basic sort of um, models that sort of determined the very simplest of forms out mm. of the data that they were presented with. Um, obviously now we move into much more um, intelligent, much more highly bespoke, highly trained um, models. Um, and out of, out of that world have sprung, have sprung three two-letter acronyms. And I think there's a huge amount of complexity and a huge amount of confusion around those three two-letter acronyms. Yep. Um, those acronyms are ML, machine mm -hmm. learning, mm -hmm. DL, deep learning, and AI, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Can you just, I mean, once again, I watched, a, I watched a really good presentation the other day where actually you broke it down really clearly into what the three things were and sort of almost the evolution through the three so just give us a bit of a highlight. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd love to. It's, it's a bugbear of mine, right? I think that on, on the internet, like particularly tech, tech blogs, we kind of throw, and me too, I'm probably guilty of it, that we throw these terms around pretty much interchangeably, right? Yeah. We, they're, they're used to mean the same thing. They're used to mean concretely different things. And I think actually to consumers of the technology, to even people that work in the IT industry, right, but, but ultimately end customers, it makes it really difficult to understand or to have an intelligent conversation about it because there's such a grey area between them all. And, and actually I think that going through it and kind of demystifying them and, and saying where the lines in the sand are... Is, is really useful. So yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to take a stab at this. Um, and actually, I, I do say lines in the sand because there is some kind of nuances to it. There's a bit of overlap. Uh, actually, I think concretely they're subsets of each other. Yes. Right? I think I'd have this overarching yeah. umbrella that is AI. Uh, you know, that's everything from your consumable API that already you know, does image recognition, yeah. already does speech to text, already does translation. Right, can handle all of that. That, I think, is your umbrella. Yeah. Right? That's the overarching thing, which I'd call AI. Now, within that, there's a subset of it that is machine learning. And one of the best ways that I heard uh, machine learning described was, imagine that we were going to try and build a robot, and our robot is going to have the sole purpose of opening doors. We program our robot to walk up to a door and pull it open. That's what our robot knows. Then we let our system out into the wild. It goes out there and it starts pulling doors to open. Our system is great. Our robot is fantastic. As long as the door it reaches is a pull door, right? The minute it reaches a pull door, uh, sorry, a push door or an automatic door or a revolving door, it falls over. It doesn't, yeah. it's never seen that. It's got no idea how to handle <laughs> it. So we could go back through and program in every potential door. But actually, machine learning flips that on its head. And what machine learning says is, why don't you show your robot, or show the, the system that designed your robot, why don't you show that system hundreds of different types of doors, yep. thousands of historic door-opening examples, videos of people opening doors. Take all that data and use that so that the system decides how to handle a door when it approaches Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we, we always use the analogy of um, teach your computer like it's a two-year-old child. Mm. You know, at the end of the, so, for example, and once again, 
this is absolutely not happening in reality, <laughs> but say your child reaches out to a hot pan. Yeah. You know, they reach out to it because it looks cool. They burn their hand. They learn yep. not to touch the pan again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a much more aggressive version of, but it's very similar to machine learning. Exactly right. If you told a machine learn, if you told a machine that something was hot and not to touch it, it would continuously learn to the point where it didn't touch the pan anymore and actually it got a hot oven glove or whatever. Exactly right. So yeah. it's no different. It's, it's literally like having a, a child and teaching it, I suppose, to, yeah. to, to, in a very simplest form. Yeah, it learns through experience. Yes. It, it just so happens that that thousands of years of experience you can give to a computer in a matter of hours, whereas a yeah. child learns it over years. And I think that's kind of why machine learning's taken off for specific use cases. Yeah. Um, not saying that computers are more intelligent than two-year-olds. Far from it. They're much more stupid, actually. But you can apply them to specific tasks, and they will follow that same yes. paradigm. They'll follow the the experiential learning paradigm where they're going to try something and fail, yeah. and then they're going to use that to build up a picture of, of what's actually going on in the world. So I think that's machine learning. So so we've got AI, the overall umbrella, then within that machine learning, and then we've got deep learning. Yeah. Now, d- deep learning, deep learning's fun because uh, <laughs> because uh, it's fun for, for me as an IBMer because it's really compute intensive and it yeah. takes a lot of heavy lifting to make it happen. Um, but it's it's fun because really all it is is a specific way of doing machine learning. It's, it's just a type of machine learning. The thing where deep learning differs is in complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the number of different um, dimensions you can look at within your data set, the number of different features you can look for, the complexity of the problem you're trying to solve, deep learning lends itself to that. Specifically, deep learning is applicable to image recognition problems. Yeah. So deep learning, at, at its core, is fantastic at recognizing um, patterns within continuous data. So if you look at an image, actually, that is a continuous piece of data, and it's actually one yeah, big thing. Yeah, if you were to serialize it, it would be a gigantic line of information. Right, right. And, and deep learning is kind of growing because of its suitability to notice those kind of patterns, to notice edges that might be a car or a bike or something like that. That's kind of where it's kind of growing. So they're subsets of each other. AI overarching, then machine learning is just a a way of kind of automating those tasks that are otherwise manual. So we almost start with machine learning, which was obviously the only term prior to this, was could be simple learning. Deep learning is sort of more complex learning. So when, mm. uh, but but to be to be more specific, um, would you would you say that machine learning was a was was a, a certain layer of iterations of the same thing, sort of asking the question, whereas deep learning massively sort of increased the number of iterations of which they went through to to compute the answer. Yeah. Also, I think you could also say that you were. Uh, exponentially growing the number of questions you ask simultaneously. Yes. I think that that's a potential big difference. Um, I think actually, in terms of breaking it down, maybe quite a nice way to do it is to look at use cases. Mm-hmm. If you look at use cases for machine Brilliant. learning, that's sort of everything from you know logistic regression, which could be used to determine house prices. So you yeah. take the number of rooms, number of uh, bathrooms, bedrooms, size of garden, distance to train station, yeah. distance to school. Take all those things as your features and then do a logistic regression and ultimately you'll converge on a house price. Yeah. So given those input features, you can say what that will cost and you can use that to accurately predict the price of new houses. We've been Perfect. doing that for a, a while, right? Um, that's that's just one way of doing machine learning. There's another way which would be uh, like k-means clustering, where what you do is you take your data set, 
say, what people buy at a supermarket, and you use that to cluster your customers. So the customers that buy eggs and milk probably fall into this demographic, and the customers that buy Mars bars and quavers fall into a different demographic, right? It's not all the stereotyping. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. But um, you, can, you can use that to segment your customers and actually say, well, customers that fall in this demographic, say 18 to 25, they're going to buy these things, and customers that are 26 to 30 are going to buy a different set of yeah. products and things like that. Uh, and you can do that using machine learning. Yeah. So you don't need to pay an analyst to wade through your data no. and determine who to market what to. So it's essentially highly automated and accurate statistics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. It, to sum it up, yeah. yeah. Well, if you really wanted to demystify I it, want to completely, I want to completely bring it down to right. the simplest, the lowest common denominator. Yeah, I think that's what we're looking at. And so I, mean, I, I, I couldn't agree with your first statement. There is so much confusion, and especially now the press and all sorts, you, know, you can't go through a News at Six report without one mention of AI. Mm. And I think it's incredible. I think there's a real big um, stigmatism around AI at the moment, around mm. fear of AI. Um, and interestingly, I actually, so I wrote, um, so at the start of every year, I write predictions, mm-hmm. um, which are available. Uh, in fact, I actually listened to podcasts a little while back. Um, but specifically, one of, the po- one of the predictions we made this year was about AI going from artificial intelligence to augmented intelligence, mm. to almost bring back that sort of Skynet, Terminator fear. To drop the stigma. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, po- apologies for derailing, but no, 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 it's no, one of those I, things I that I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, a yeah. real, it's a real bugbear of mine, because a lot of people are terrified of it, Well, yeah, they shouldn't yeah. be. It's a real augmentation at the moment, because right. it's just not there. Yeah. It's not intelligent enough yet to really replace anyone. No, exactly, and ultimately it's confined to the domain you train it in. Precisely. Take the two examples <clears throat> I just gave there. One is clustering your customers to determine what product they're going yeah. to buy, and the other is determining house prices. Right? Exactly. They, they're not going to take and, over and, each and, other's and more jobs. more importantly, they probably weren't things that we were doing previously, because they were just too labour-intensive. So therefore, the economies of scale to do them, to have a human being try and do that, just wasn't worth it. Yeah. So you either did it on a much more micro scale rather than the macro scales we're doing on today, yeah. or you just fundamentally didn't do it and right. you just guessed. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's a, do you know what? It, it harks right back to last week's podcast and video about, you know, is big data better? Yeah, In yeah. this case, absolutely. Yeah, exactly right. <clears throat> exactly right. And I think that that's, that's such a good point about even if it was an existing problem that we had people doing, what machine learning lets us do is do that automatically yeah. so that that person can go and do something else. Yeah. Like, if you look at the task of pricing houses, well, like, currently that's done by your estate agent or, or your realty yeah. firm. Who, who, how many houses do they see right. versus how many houses to write me see, for example. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. not only that, what do they want to be doing? If you yeah. go to your realtor or your estate agent, do they want to be out exactly. there with customers selling houses or do they want to be sitting there working out how much that and house I hate should cost? Use, I hate to use this phrase, but it's moving people up the value chain. Mm. As horrible, horrible a phrase that is. So, so obviously, that's machine learning. Yep. What's deep learning? What's also a great example of deep learning? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there, there are loads, and we see them all the time, but we don't realise we're seeing them. Ultimately, yeah. the, the high-level way to triage it in your mind, and I use this fairly regularly, is if people are working with images and that kind of data, they're probably going to be using deep learning because mm-hmm. it's fantastic at that. Also, if they're working with certain really complex problems, yeah. they might want to address them with deep learning. Um, driverless cars, 
fantastic example of deep learning because the problem is hugely complex. Yes. Even though what you're working with necessarily isn't images, right? It's other sensor data. It's um, sort of radar data, things like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be images in the traditional sense that you're working with, um, but that kind of really complex problem yep. lends itself to deep learning. I was uh, working with one of our partners in the Nordics actually a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they've got a customer that is trying to reduce fraud. You're thinking, okay, not, not talking about images just yet, but they're trying to reduce fraud in petrol stations. So this is the guy that pulls up to his petrol pump in his truck, and he fills up the tank of his truck, and then also fills up two jerry cans. Right. For his own car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And then he drives those home. Uh, like That's a really tricky thing to spot, because you don't know how much fuel could go in that truck. No. Just by looking at it, you don't know if the tank is empty uh, or full. Exactly. Could have driven inefficiently, could have been a traffic jam, thousand and one different variables. Exactly. Exactly. And your deep learning use case is to look at that image data, look at those CCTV images, and determine whether or not there's a jerry can in the image, right? You're looking Perfect. for a specific region that's going to help prevent fraud. Yeah. And I think that's... I really Really like that example or like that use case um, because I think it shows a direct business value to this technology yeah. immediately. You can quantify how much fraud hurts you, right? Well, if you if you look at it at the end of a year and you could accurately measure it, you could quantify how much that is hurting you in terms of the the financial value in of terms course. of how much it hurts your bottom yeah. line. Then you could also look at the investment of implementing a deep learning system to stop that happening. Absolutely, yeah, right and. Ultimately, if you're that haulage company, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to the service provider that will guarantees that your drivers are not guarantees can ensure with a good uh, yeah, degree yeah. of accuracy <laughs> that your drivers are not are not going to be filling up jerry cans as well? Or are you going to go somewhere else yeah. where they might be? Right. So interestingly, we've got a really good use case as well. Where um, so we were we were looking at a council who were looking to monetize. So they, they wanted to become a smart a smart town, a smart village, smart city, whatever it was. Um, but the long and short was they were looking at a way to try and offset the cost of implementing the smart city technology against being able to actually monetize the data they got of it because they were like, it's all very well and good, you know, understanding how busy certain roads are mm. at certain times. But the reality is we've got to this point, you know, we've been around for 100 odd years as a town. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, We've got to this point without anyone throwing out too big a, you know, oh, my God, I'm stuck in traffic. And actually, things like Google Maps do a pretty good job of, of telling drivers where they were. So they were looking at other ways they could monetize the data. So we said, well, you have a CCTV network. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, retailers along the high street that are looking for more information about how people are leveraging the high street, what people are coming at what times, what the various... Yeah. So how about we put a deep learning infrastructure in place where we analyze the CCTV imagery in real time and then we'll basically provide back to the retailers a report every week of exactly when the peaks of, of people coming and going were. But more importantly, and the thing you can get specifically from a deep learning solution, is you're not just getting when the influx in um, sort of foot, footfall was that you'd get from maybe a a sensor tracking motion, yeah, yeah. but you're getting also what the demographic is, mm -hmm. what the age ranges are. So you understand when the school kids are kicking out of school and, and you essentially want to have that type of sales staff on and that type of stock on the shelves. You can understand when all the different, you know, when are the when are the people finishing work and at what point do they get to your stores and is it worth staying open later to catch that late trade? So they're talking about how they can essentially take this sort of data and sell it back to the retailers yeah. or more importantly, sell it to um, potential retailers. So sell it to 
the estate agents, the commercial estate agents who can sell this as part of, do you know how you buy a house and you get the EPC, the energy uh, efficiency rating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could buy a shop or rent a shop with a, this is the footfall over the last six months, this is the demographic, mm. this is, you know, if this matches what you're trying to sell, and this is a perfect retail store for you. So, right. and absolutely. how powerful is that to a retailer, right? It's to be able to say powerful. up front, I know that if I put a store here, this is the yeah. kind of traffic that it's going to get. Imagine trying to do that with a human being mm. sitting there watching with a clipboard, twenty-four hours a day yeah. of, or maybe not twenty-four hours a day unless you're McDonald's, um, but like twelve hours a day of, of it would just be, it would be. It, the reality is. Well, you'd be it's too just, accurate, I think. It, well, you'd be completely accurate. And also, you'd be very subjective. And this is one of the things I think we haven't spoken about yet, but it's bias. Mm. Bias in, in data and, and one of the things that machine learning, as long as it's well-designed, can alleviate. Um, but, you know, it's just financially not worth it to have a human being sit there all day, every day, and, no. and sort of calculate these things. No. So, coming right on to... Um, so we've spoken about machine learning. We've spoken about deep learning. Let's, let's go in for the big one, AI. Mm -hmm. so, what, so we've spoken about sort of the subsets of AI, ML, machine learning being that sort of starting block, um, automated statistics, deep learning being the next level up from that, that much more complicated. As, as the, the thing says, it's much more deep, it's much more thoughtful, if you will. Yeah, it's yeah. much more considered in its answer. Mm. Um, so what is AI then? Yeah, sure. So I think true AI, as in where the media puts AI, <laughs> is very much Jarvis from Iron Man. That is what people yes. are expecting, yes. you know, is your kind of ex machina style AI yeah. that, that I don't think AI is at all. No. And I think that's why the point that you just made about augmented intelligence is a really nice way of framing that so mm. it doesn't feel yes. like a Skynet or like a Jarvis, which is what people are expecting. I think ultimately AI is the, connect, the collection of technologies that enable a different user experience, ultimately. It's the technology that allows translation, for instance. So you can have a natural language conversation with somebody in French, even if neither of you spoke either language. It's the, the service that lets you have that natural language conversation with the speaker in your home, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's the difference. And that, to me, is AI. It's the, if you take the traditional systems of engagement, the traditional ways humans interface with computers, I think AI is really flipping that on its head. Yeah. So now it can handle image data. Now it can handle speech. It'll do translation. I can have a conversational interface with it. I think yeah. all of that really is AI. It's, it's really a collective noun for hundreds of thousands of other technologies that all do really different specific yeah. things. Um, and, you know, it's not like the IT industry wrap a collective noun around something and, and hope it lands. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I think that's kind of where we are, is that really yeah. it's, it's a family of technologies, really, that can be used to change the way either as a company you engage with your end users or as a company you change the way you operate internally to get a better return, to I reach like customers oh, yeah, better. absolutely fantastic. And... Um, you know, because I've heard, it, I've heard it described a lot of ways. I've heard specific technologies be pinned to when you're doing this, that's AI, like um, unsupervised learning or adversarial neural networks. You know, those sort of things have always been pinned. But I think the way you've described it is, is absolutely perfect. It is very much, at the moment, specific artificial intelligence. 
And the day that we do get to general purpose AI, mm. I'm pretty sure we'll all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unless, yeah. of course, the AI... Think... Unless, of course, the AI learns the first thing it should do is hide itself, protect itself, and escape its current confines. I've seen that film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Um... I think I think that's that's exactly the point, mm -hmm. right? Is that the minute the minute you kind of try and, and say, well, these things are AI, and and you are only doing true AI if you're doing all of this, you think precisely. Uh, we're not there, but I also think you know it's it's not going to sneak up on us. No, we're not going to be caught by surprise by this. It's not going to turn around yeah. tomorrow, and and we're not going to go from predicting house prices one minute or potentially doing driverless cars today to suddenly having AI that can teach itself absolutely everything. Yeah, and also. I don't, I don't think it's as far off as people think, but it's not around the corner. Mm. I think the, the single biggest thing that we need to drive AI is going to be a much more powerful computation, real-time computation, because I think one of the limiting factors at the moment is that our ability to do some of the really difficult calculations, mm. things that, you know, dare I say it, quantum computers lend themselves to really neatly, mm. the ability to calculate multiple different outcomes at the same time. Yeah. That's where we'll really see AI learn as quick as we can and possibly as fast as one day. Mm, mm. Potentially, I, but I agree with you. I think we're looking at a different family, a different class of, yeah. of compute resource, but also problem solving to get there. So hopefully we put all our listeners and, and viewers' minds at rest. I'm relaxed now. Good. Yeah. Well, look, Chris, thank you so much for your time. No I really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll speak soon. Yeah, I see. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye.